Hello, everybody, on our Wednesday podcast, on our Quest channels, all around the world. Hello, Caroline. Hope everybody can see me and hear me, and we'll wait for a little bit to make sure everybody can hear Judy when people come in. No problem. All starting to get a little warmer here in the United States. Hello, Virginia. And um, I liked the episode yesterday. Very entertaining. And we'll go through the discussion on that. And also, Judy has her synopsis, the factual synopsis. You don't even have to watch the show because she does such a professional job on the detail of her work. And by the way, hello, BC, the Jersey, Aaron. From Canada, our synopsis queen, it's Judy. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Good to be here, as always, guys. It was a heck of a good show last night, I think. Let me put, give them some FaceTime here, Judy. There's Gloria, and there's Erin, and here is, oh, who's that? Sydney. I can see and hear you, as long as you can hear and see our hair, Judy. Hello, Jeff M. Hello, Ray Ray. And also, uh, I talked to StreamYard about the giveaway on the hat, Judy. Uh-huh. And I said, people that are not even typing in the contest still show up. No matter what I do, I clear I clear it. I do everything I can do, yet their names come up. So, hello, Troy. And uh, so tonight, let me find it here. And Jeff M always helps me with this here, putting on, you know, please like the channel. Please subscribe. And we're just going to use the word um, hat again, H-A-T. Let me set it up. I know the people that are, uh, that have won one. So I got H-A-T in again, start collecting comments. This is the last hat, black hat giveaway. Hello, Chris. Thank you, Gloria. This is the last black hat that I have, the last black hat giveaway. If you want to purchase a hat, let me know. Hi, Kurt. Good evening, Professor. And um, so if your name comes up again, that's just the the bug that StreamYard has in this thing, and there's nothing I can do, Judy. Okay, John. That's not too bad, really. But anyway, we'll watch it. Yep. You know. That's why I was changing, you know, hat, cap, and all that other stuff. So all that was for nothing, but at least we tried, guys. Thanks for trying. Right, yeah. That's all you can do. Yep. Like I'm saying, the hats are for sale. They're only be our our gray hat. I picked that gray hat as our quest hat. No red, no black. The gray hat with the red lettering. And my faccia means my face. And it also supports the group. If anybody wants to buy one, just let me know. And then we'll send it right out. We also have puzzles for sale. All of a sudden now on the YouTube side, on the supporter side, they get big discounts. No matter how level you are from the captain up, there's a level discounts on merchandise. And even if you're a master, you get the 30% off and it goes down 
obviously the uh, the knights on the lower end really just get discord and some perks but the discounts start a little higher than that uh, judy yeah good well i hope those people will use those discounts too john that'll help you out yep let me get my thank yous in there even though i do this every night you know some people say john why do you do this thank you support if you're on five nights in a row would you do it yes because our group is our people judy they are john and they're precious and our group the members make the group not me i'm just a middleman i try to get the information if it's true or not we try to uh decipher it look through it look at it but it's sometimes i'll just say just my opinion but i'm just giving you the information i hear for us to discuss you know what i mean judy right john exactly and you do a good job at that but without everybody out there we wouldn't be here so um they are precious to us yep so i want to thank uh dina and caroline and noah and virginia and barbara and starlene and nightwing and luke and jeff and curtis and jana and kelly and becky and josh and mark and sand dollar and roxy and jazz d and wayne some of these people judy are approaching being with me two years straight can you believe that i really appreciate their support wow, wow for sure john yeah uh we're getting up there in years now aren't we yep yep hello jackie hello the hook also, as I have Judy live on, I don't care if it's every day, I always thank her for her extra support and supporting the channel and me to keep this channel going. Judy, thank you so much. You're welcome, John, very much. And also the professor, what can I say? Dan, <laughs> the historian, factual. I don't know where he gets this information from, but the factual information comes from the professor that I learn on the daily basis. I thank him so much for being a team with me and being with our group he's a special type of guy judy real special he is thank you daniel he makes life interesting i will say yep uh, ray ray judy is a moderator who does synopsis of the show if you go to my web page not my web page my facebook page on quest she does the detailed observation of every show throughout the season and also comes on live with me and helps me reading messages. And um, I just couldn't do it without her. Thank you. And that's what Judy does, Ray Ray. You'll know who Judy is as long as you stay on with me. <laughs> and also we got to thank our Osprey, the Muyan Osprey for all the help he did this whole past summer. Just unbelievable. Sure did, John. He made our summer. Oh, my lordy, 40. Holy bouillon! <laughs> we gave Michelle a break, Judy. Yes. I, I'm, I'm sure she's been so busy, I'm sure she didn't mind. Right, but she would do it on a spur of the moment, so that's what I appreciate about her, you know? Yes, that's for sure. I want to thank my she moderators. Are. Tammy, Judy, Daniel, Starlene, Michelle, Kathy, BC, and Tanya out there in Portugal, and our lifetime contributor, Chris Dona. I haven't had my number scrolling, but during the season, we will have Judy, uh, we'll have somebody, other people calling in. <clears throat> I 
I want to thank my main members from the Quest of Oak Island Facebook group, my YouTube channel. That goes to Twitter and Rumble. Also to our Anchor Audio Podcast. Um, Spotify does show the video, Judy. But the rest of the channels have our audio on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, and all the rest of them. It goes directly to there. We are everywhere. Yep, and it all depends, too. Um, membership is staying around 70,100. I think we're going to go below that 100, but I understand, you know, people uh, move on. People uh, just change their minds on different things, and we hit a peak of about 71 or 72,000. But as uh, long as we sustain around 70,000, I'm fine. I thought I only had like 700 people on this group, and... Every one of you, I appreciate all of you that stay on. Yes, John, I do think some people after a while have maybe just lost interest in the show itself. So then they leave us too, but the good guys are still here. Yep, yep, the hard, the hard hats, I call them. Yeah, the hard hats. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, just to give you an update, like I said yesterday, November 29th, Episode three is called Bubbling Over. It showed a little bubbling coming up out of the garden shaft. And um, I got some previews on a YouTube video. If you go to my YouTube channel, this channel that we're on now, because I don't know if you're just watching on Facebook or just watching on YouTube. I have no idea. We try to keep you up to date. You know, Judy, we try to keep everybody up to date. The minute I find out something or... Muyan sends me something. We try to get it right out there. We do. Hey, guys, go to our Facebook page anytime. As John does keep us up to date. Want to know what's going on? That's the place to go. Yep. Here's the real Patty. What do you think of last night's episode? I don't think it was great, but maybe just fair. You have to know it as we know it, Patty. I mean, from season one. Like things are starting to tie together. Portugal starting to tie together. This cave with some images and dates trying to tie it all together. And I thought the most important part of last night was the information they got from the archives. What do you think, guys? I agree, John. I think it's really important. And I think it will lead to something. Hello, Kyle. But um, that's what I think was the most interesting thing to me. I looked at the cave walls. I was going crazy on the cave walls. Ooh, there's so many carvings. Yep. And uh, also, if you go to the Facebook page, Quest of Oak Island, Daniel Spino, our historian, on this one image that Gretchen said, was like the crest of the Rusk Falls. He has a whole write-up on what that is. I mean, I got to print it out, but I can't say three of the words that are in there. I'll mumble and everything else. You know what I mean? I need right. a, I need a historian to uh, uh, read all these words here. But if you go to the Quest of Oak Island Facebook page, or you're a paid member on YouTube, it's in the community tab here on YouTube. It's not for the world to see. It's only for like the knights and above that joined. 
And that's all they can see. It doesn't go out to the whole world, Judy. It's just some something that goes p- part of the being a YouTube uh, knight and captain and all the rest of it, that they can read it. Okay. And it's worth reading, guys. And also we had a blast on Discord last night. Everybody talking, hearing all their voices. I think maybe every other week, maybe I'll do a Discord post-show and then a um, post-show live for the, for the masses. So every other week, you know what I mean? How's that sound, guys? That sounds good, John, yes. And guys, last night I wasn't on Discord because I couldn't get the show last night. So I kept trying, hoping it would come in. I finally got it this morning. Thank goodness. Yep. And we told Judy, if she can ever do the synopsis the day after, she'll always be on with me on a Wednesday night. She's part of the team. And we'll just say, well, the synopsis will be ready when she's ready. And then I just post it to the chat. So no big deal. Good, John. That makes me happy. Let's see what Daniel said here. The Q archive info is very, very important because it connects to things in my research. Very significant regarding Anson and rest of all. We'll post Sunday. Yeah. I mean, if the whole basic thing of that, Judy, that got me. Yes. Is, me too. Is when they captured a person from that trip to make him talk of what was he doing around Oak Island. What was on his ship? Was there a treasure? I mean, in the old days, I mean, there wasn't all these rights and this like that. They'd pull your leg off and pull your arm off until you started talking. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You wonder what they went through. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this guy spilled the beans, but it's the guys in the archive center that has to get that information and relay it to us if it's in writing what they did. You know what I mean? Right. It looks like he's going to keep at it, so I'm sure we got more coming. Yeah. And here's Kurt. I don't think the Royston Craven, Craven carvings are connected to the lead cross at all. I wasn't sure on the lead cross at all myself. I was only going for the date of the 1347. In that other drawing, if you turn it sideways, it doesn't look like the fish on the bottom of, the, of Zena's map. But then why would they draw it uh, vertical? They would have drawn it horizontal. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yes. It is confusing. And I am wondering if it is connected, but I think our Daniel will probably find out. Hello, Michael in the house. What'd you think last night? Right in your wheelhouse. Right in, here's Michael from dot to dot. Please support him the way you support me. And Oliver at Oak Island Research, we're a team, all three of us together. And this is right in his wheelhouse. Uh, the map, uh, the fish on the bottom. Could it be? I don't know. Daniel says, I don't know if they know what they have there. So I'm thinking maybe Daniel has found something. Yep. Michael says, I thought it was very informative. Yeah. But you don't know until you're looking. Like I'm saying to the group before we get into her synopsis, Judy, this cave's been open for multiple decades. 
And right now in 2022, we're finally trying to just read these inscriptions and read these uh, drawings and read a date that was printed on top. What else is out there? You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly, John. Uh, yeah, you know, you just don't know what's been done there since that time. It's just unbelievable. And everybody interprets everything different, Judy. <laughs> they do, for sure. And we've seen that. Alrighty. Well, before we get more into the show. Yep. Daniel, I like the episode. The fish on the map represents the Russian fall. The question is authenticity of the map. Yep. Yep. You know, like Aaron used the map. Dot to dot uses the map and comes up with precise and close points. Otherwise, none of this would work, would it? The geometry on the map, how they overlay it on the island wouldn't work. I mean, they're not doing it to make it work. They're working with the information from Zena's map, Fred Nolan's maps, and the information they have. Otherwise, none of this would work. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah, it does, John, very much so. I just leave that open because I still don't know about that map. Mm -hmm. I hear you. But, you know, on my end, I'm thinking, well, nothing would connect. You know, my construction background, it's like getting house plans. And when you go look at it, well, I can't build a house from here. They got a two by four sticking 12 feet up and making a right turn to make a chimney. Well, that's not right. So that's what I go by. If it makes sense when they lay it out, it's got to be worth something. And it always seems to when uh, Michael and Olivier are doing it. Yep, they know what they're doing. Yep. All right, Judy, let me get your picture up here. You ready? You got your water, you got your tea, you got your wine, you got your beer? <laughs> I had a drink of water, John. That's it. This is nothing compared to last week, right? Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to go back to one. <laughs> yep, we'll get you back in shape. All right, here's going to be Judy with her synopsis. Let me find their picture, guys. Okay, Judy, you're on the beam to the world to see. Thank you very much. When you're ready, go ahead. Alrighty. Hey, guys, we're at Season 10, Episode 2, Across the Pond. It's morning on Oak Island, and in the Money Pit area, Terry and team are drilling new borehole BN 12.5, going down 103 feet to see if they can intersect the five-foot-high tunnel found last week going north to the garden shaft. The wood from this tunnel dated in the 1700s. At 98 feet down, they find more wood. Is this the tunnel or another structure? Terry says it is either a post or a beam. They will now take a water sample for Ian to test for gold or silver. Across the pond in England, Marty, Alex, and Charles 
meet Templar researcher and writer Gretchen Cornwall in a town of Royston, where she has found a cave that she believes to be a Templar stronghold from between the 12th to 14th centuries. Upon entering the cave, the team is astonished by its size, 16 feet around at the edge and 13 feet around in the center, as well as the amount of carvings everywhere. The secret entrance to the cave was found in 1742 by the townspeople while working in the area. The town of Royston was founded in 1184. Gretchen believes the cave to be a Templar initiation chamber, and she thinks there was a market stall built above it to hide the cave. Gretchen says the cave is similar to the initiation well in Sintra, Portugal, which was 13 feet around at the top, as was the original money pit. Gretchen then points to a carving on the wall that looks very similar to the lead cross found by Rick and Gary on Oak Island. It depicts the crucifixion of Christ, and Marty points out that the head is bent off to one side, just as the lead cross. Both crosses also have one arm shorter than the other. Gretchen points to a red brick above their heads with the date 1347 carved into it. Alex reminds them that Zena's map also has this date on it and wonders if this proves the Templars made a trip to Oak Island in 1347. Gretchen then shows them a carving of a half fish, half human, and believes this depicts the goddess Malusine, who is also found on the family crest of the Rochefoucauld, who were French and connected to the Templars. Did this family also hide treasure on Oak Island? Back on Oak Island, Gary and Jack are metal detecting on Lot 7, and the beeper goes off. Jack digs up what looks like a piece of jewelry with a gemstone in it. Jack says it could, <clears throat> it could be related to the garnet brooch found in 2017. Excited, Gary begs it for cleaning and testing. The following day, back in England, Charles, Alex, and Marty arrive in the city of Kew to meet with researcher Paul Stewart, who was hired by the team. At the National Archives, Paul shows them capture documents signed by the Duke d'Anville Rochefoucauld after he had captured the British merchant ship, the Lively, in January of 1746 in Nova Scotia. This proves the Duke d'Anville was in Nova Scotia and could have made many trips there. Was he on Oak Island, and did he hide treasure there? Paul then shows them documents from the 18th century showing that an Admiral George Anson from the English Navy 
targeted the Duke de Anzell ships in order to imprison the crews to get answers to the question, did the Duke bury treasure in Nova Scotia, and if so, where? What did the Admiral know? This may tell us why both English and French artifacts have been found on Oak Island. Across the Atlantic, on Oak Island, Gary and Rick are meeting with Laird in the Interpreter Center to evaluate the possible jewel found yesterday. Laird says it is definitely a jewel, and under the microscope, it shows a blue gem. It will now be cleaned, put in the CT scanner, then the XRF machine to determine its metal content. Later that afternoon, in the war room, Rick and the team meet with Marty, Alex, and Charles via video to get updated on the finds in England. They report, they report the hand-dug cave is full of symbols that are similar to Templar symbols on Oak Island and the Templar prison in Dome, France. They all agree that this information, along with the possible connection of the Duke of Anzell Rochefoucauld and Admiral George Anson of the British Navy to Oak Island is important and must be followed up on. Gary shows Marty, Alex, and Charles the jewel he found on Lot 7. And with that, another week on Oak Island comes to an end. As the team continues to scour the globe for more clues, stay safe, please, Quest family, and see you all next week. Thank you so much, Judy. You made it. I did. <laughs> Thanks. Unbelievable. <laughs> We're out of practice. We'll be better. We'll get better. You know what I mean? A couple of more weeks of mumbling around, we'll be all right. BC. Great job. She does a great job, Judy. It's a lot of work and a lot of big words in there that I can't even say together. <laughs> well, I thank you, everybody. Very, 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 very good. Oh, I love these people. They're so good to me, John. <laughs> of course, it will be posted to the YouTube community tab for our members and also posted in our Facebook group, The Quest of Oak Island. Don't forget, hit that like and subscribe button if you can. You only have four thumbs, thumbs up with 50 to 60 people. I hope we can improve that a little bit if you can. If you enjoy the podcast, I thank you so much. All right, Judy. Screenshot time, John. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, let me get you out of here. And um, did I scare everybody? Me coming back on? I know you guys okay. <laughs> we look forward to that. Yep, and don't forget that the people in the USA, whoever has a holiday of tomorrow, a happy Thanksgiving to all my members that uh, enjoy Thanksgiving tomorrow. 
Um, I'm going to put that out there now because my brain goes Oak Island and then I'll forget. And when it comes to my mind, I say what I say. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys. Uh, and I hope season 10 gives us some great answers uh, on this adventure. Thank you, guys. And I add that from Canada, guys. Enjoy your families tomorrow, please. All right, we'll bring up some uh, random screenshots that we'll talk about, Judy. All righty, sounds good. And I don't know why it was out of order. I'm all over the place. <laughs> so. Remember that George Anston and his brother Thomas were behind the Shepherds of Arcadia Monument at their Shugsborough Estate. Everything's tying together, Judy. Unbelievable. Wow. I did forget about that. We thank you so much, guys. Oh, Daniel, good stuff. Because I guess I was so impressed by the archives that I wanted to do that first before we went to the cave, Judy. Okay, that sounds good. Because I was very, very impressed about, you know, them finding that, I guess we're going to call him a prisoner, to talk about what the heck was he doing in Nova Scotia, what did he have, what was on the ship, blah, 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 blah. And this guy has to find it because they wrote everything down. I was surprised they had that in the archives that was actually on that ship when he went there. Right. Yeah, that was surprising. Thank goodness it was there. And this guy found it. Good researcher. You know, after 10 years, they're going into research that should have been starting before they put a shovel in the ground, you know what I mean? Yes, John, I agree. I think the guys had no idea what they were in for. Yeah. You know what I think they were in for? I thought they were going to go in there, by the island, let's dig it up here and there, get the drill system going, and dig it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure that's what they thought. Yep, not this decade of, oh, my lordy, 40, holy mooyan. Type of deal. <laughs> yeah, it's been what, uh, actually 13 or 14 years for them now. Yep, and they're looking old, just like me. <laughs> Still looking good, though. Yep, they're looking ragged. Right. So here's the actual paperwork that he wrote. It's very carefully displayed to everybody by a, not an agent, but whoever takes care of these documents in the archives. Very interesting, you know what I mean? Right, it is, isn't it? It'd be nice to sit down and just look through that stuff. Yeah. I don't think you can even touch the stuff, but I was surprised that she didn't have any gloves on, you know, because the oil from your hands goes onto these documents, and they would just not disintegrate, but won't be eligible, you know what I mean? Right, yes, that is surprising. And there's a stamp 
1746. You know, and they didn't discover the so-called money pit till 1795. Right. So that was before this. Almost, I mean, almost 30 years. Yeah. Right. Wow. 30 years before the money pit. So what was he doing, Judy? What was this pirate? I mean, what was this guy doing? Right. You got to wonder. For sure. A, a little bit for England, a little bit for me. A little bit for France, a little bit for me. Right. Leaving it on Oak Island. Daniel says original documents equal the best evidence. Hmm. Yeah, it does. That's the evidence right there. Yes, it is. And I'm surprised on these people on their their writing you know what i mean yeah isn't it so different to what we do now no okay if he was on a ship he had to write this on the ship and i'm pretty sure it wasn't like writing on princess cruises as you're writing this down at your desk with all the waves and everything right uh, yeah i'm sure it wouldn't be easy but look how spaced out it is, nice and neat, eligible, and I'm just going, well, how the heck did he do that? That's how my brain works. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's almost beautiful to look at, really. Yep, 1795. Well, Michael, what did I say? Did I say 1795? No, I don't know. Yeah, that's when they found the money pit. Right. And he's writing this stuff in 1746. And this is a paper that says July 1747, that something was going on. Wow. Thanks, Michael. Well, Daniel says he thinks it depends on the age and condition of the documents as to how they're handled. Yep, and Ray Ray says, could the people from 1746 now been withdrawers to the money pit rather or rather Oak Island? We don't know. They could be depositors, withdrawers. We have no idea. Right. But if you're burying something that deep with no back door, how the heck do you go in and out of there just trying to get the treasure back and forth? That makes no sense to me. But whatever's in that vault deep below, I think was not made to uh, be seen again, and maybe treasures in the upper levels um, of the money pit, you know, above the water line, or it was encased in blue clay. So that's what goes through my mind, guys. John, it's so hard to tell. It really is. If it wasn't meant to be found, I hope we find it. You know, if you find the skeleton down there and they DNA it and they date it at uh, 1603, well, then we know what the heck is going on. You know, Judy? Right, exactly. Oh, I just hope they find something really good this year. You know, we're just going by dates of wood and now with the spooner gold and silver. Who knows? 
The Rusquall family. Yep, Paul finds that out. I thought it was very interesting on in this part of the show. Yes, it was. I enjoyed it. Yep. In Nova Scotia, near Oak Island. But it doesn't say he had a treasure. It doesn't say, except for when Doug mentioned that uh, ship's log, that a vast treasure was dug. Um, but it could be anywhere off of Mahone Bay or any of those islands. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It doesn't have to be Oak Island. Right. That's a, that's a big area. And then we'll go back into the cave a little bit. Yes, they did, Todd. European, Eastern European. And this is the new entrance to the cave, obviously with the railings and the lights and everything. So I didn't uh, post this yesterday. So this is the cave coming off the street in that door. Can you imagine, uh, Judy, this is a door you go in, all of a sudden you're going down into a cave, you know? Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? Really is, it's amazing. Unbelievable. And I also posted today, everybody tries to reference back to the lead cross, you know, which is a Templar. But if you look at all the crucifixion, crucifixion pictures of our Judy, <laughs> his head, all depends how you're looking at it, is always leaning to the right. Yes. Always. It's always to the right. As I look at it, I said, well, it's leading to the left because I'm looking straight at it. You know what I mean? But as far as the body's concerned, it's always leaning to the right side. So when they keep on suggestion that, hey, the lead cross is leaning this way. It's, well, it's supposed to lean that way because that's how 99.9% .9 of the crosses are seen by me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. I do. And we must also remember that Zena did think that uh, it was a, uh, the goddess of Tanit, that, that that's what the cross is. So she did mention that. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying about the head tilt. Right, yes. I find that non-informative non because all the crosses have it tilted to the right. And this was trying to show the comparison, but I, I don't see it in the cross myself, but that's my own personal opinion. No, I don't either, John. I agree. Because we've been watching this show for 10 years straight, and something like that to me would come right up quick to us. Hey, yeah, yeah, but the whole war table said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't understand it. Not, not one of them said, well, not really, but I bet you I know who would say that. My friend David Blankenship would say it. Right. Yes. He would, wouldn't he? I mean, if this what is... What do you guys think out there? Give us a uh, give us the uh, chat here and let us know what you think. Right. Now, if this cross looks like the middle cross in the cave, past the head, there's still a cross going up. There's no cross going up past the hole that they nailed this thing to a ship or something. No. No. 
You see what I'm saying, Judy? Yes, I do. Judy, I'm getting an echo. Uh oh. I don't know why. Nothing's changed. So let us know. Uh, okay. Daniel wants the guy with the WS on him. Okay. Next to the cross. Then they're drilling, of course. There's choice drilling. We're back to the money pit. Doug Corn says, not a match. But you know what I mean, Judy? With the head, they got the cross going extended past the head. If it stopped at the head and was more squattier, I would say so, but I don't think so. No, I, I do agree with you. Uh, Daniel says the WS is maybe William Sinclair. Hmm. Oh, that would be interesting. I've been looking at that cave for seven days straight. And my eyes are all buggy. And sometimes your brain wants to see what it wants to see sometimes, you know, Judy? <laughs> right. It does get to that point. <laughs> Still drilling around that area where all the air came out of. Near the garden shaft. Now, don't forget, the pictures you saw from uh, Muyan, you got to put it in content because... We know what they did up to October, and now they're editing how the show's supposed to be. So you got to do it in contents, what we're seeing. You know, Judy? Right, yes, John. Yeah, and when you come, bring it from Muon down to Earth, and we're watching it at Earth level, it does uh, make a difference. Yep. So this is the borehole DN 12.5, guys. They're still on that five-foot-high wooden tunnel at a depth of 103 feet deep. Which we know Duma Mining went into the garden shaft and sealed it up underneath there because we never saw any water, you know? Right, exactly. Don't worry about it, Dino. We're on the Internet forever. Watch at your preference. So this is the direction. And that wood was been David 1640, Julie, that came out of the drill. Okay. But I think that was 48%, though. I, I forgot the percentage. You got to think of the percentage, too, of this stuff, you know? Right. It does make a difference. Daniel, why was the Wheel of Fortune next to the crucifixion scene? Who the heck knows? I hope you're going to tell us on Sunday, Daniel. Hello. And that's what they were finding out the direction during the sonar operation uh, last week. Daniel's being funny. Now he says Van White. 
I wish we would solve this puzzle, uh, Daniel. <laughs> For sure. It's a 10 year puzzle. You know how big that puzzle would be? Oh. About as big as the state of California. You got it. And the direction is heading north towards the garden shaft. So they're seeing if that connected into the garden shaft and obviously Duma mining, if it was collapsed or not, uh, Judy, went into the garden shaft and went into this searcher shaft, flood tunnel, whatever the heck it is, find out what's going on in there. Right, I can't wait to see them go down there, see what is there. No, that will be way in the end of the season. <laughs> Darn it, John. You know, like I said, we got an update on what's going on there and what they did, but it gets us more itchy of what they find and tell us, you know? Right. Now, I did read this week that there are those that think that that tunnel is a searcher tunnel, not an original tunnel. So I don't know for sure. Right, because they said it was uh, unknown. So how would they know that? Right. I don't know. The Onslow Company was mentioned as the um, the ones that put that tunnel there. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know more than that. I can't find any more just yet. Mm-hmm. The gold signatures in the water of all this time, it was the garden shaft. I can't believe it. <laughs> out of all the caissons, out of all the drill holes, out of all the shafts, they make this a woman's memorial. And now we're headed right up into it. Just like us women driving you crazy as always. The upper array, that could be the tunnel or searcher tunnel or shaft lateral. That's an offshoot to the vault as long as it's above the water line, you know? Right. Or did they use the blue clay? And they could have done that as well. No. There's the Wheel of Fortune, Daniel. in this uh, figure of a mermaid with a crown on it. So it has been said. Now, uh, BC is saying that the Wheel of Fortune could be uh, the four elements. Hmm. We'll, we'll have to see what Daniel finds out. Right. And also, uh, Gretchen's got a book out about this also at the same time. So that was good timing on her part, you know. Right, yes. Be a good one to read. <laughs> and like I was saying, the wood behind the head has no variance on our lead cross. So that's what I wanted to point out there, uh, Judy. Right, exactly, John. It, it is very different. 
What then? What do I know? Well, we'll see. We, you know, we've got to go through everything in order to uh, get the answer, and, and we'll see what it is in the end. Yep, and like I said on the pre-show and the post-show, the only thing that hit me over the head with a brick, how'd you like that pun? <laughs> Very good. Was 1347. Now, I know Michael says that's a not a date, but a distance. Zena says that's when the map was drawn. They say this is when the, the Templars left this um, cave in 1347, like the little monument date when they blocked up the entrance there and went out the old way. That's straight up on top, Judy, because the new entry is with the railings that was made in the modern times. But the old way was up through here, past the bricks, maybe down a rope or down a ladder with about a thousand candles burning to see what the heck you're doing down there. Wow. Oh, they're braver than I am. Way back there, did they use numerals like this here? Like we would draw it or make them, or would they have a more Roman look to these numerals? What do you think, guys? It's hard to tell, John. I'm not sure. But you know what I'm saying, right, Drew? Right. Okay, Daniel says, it says that date on the map, but apparently that's not how they wrote dates at that time. Right, so Michael and Oliver think it's a distance. 1,347 yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then I was thinking after last night, Judy, that, okay, in 1347, did they write numbers like this, sir? So that's what our members are out there for researching. Okay, guys, let me know in 1347 how they wrote numbers by whoever, the French, the Spaniards, Portuguese, the British, whatever. In the year 1347, did they write these numbers as we see it? That's my question. Find out, guys, and let us know. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Yeah, they they do look very modern, John. But that's what's going through my mind today. So I was searching, searching, searching. Uh, I was all over the place. I searched so much that I get myself confused. <laughs> you work too hard, too long. You know? So if anybody can get numerals that were made in... 1347, just numbers, not uh, letters. Put it in the group and let me know. Yep, dot, dot. Michael, it's the first year of the Black Plague. Yep. Okay. And this is where Michael and Oliver, if you go to their channel, dot to dot, and the Oak Island Research, they go in depth on this stuff. Me, I'm just scratching the surface here, a middleman, just telling you what's going on here. This is where it says the 1,347 in French. In French. There right. it is. Could it be a date? Could it be a distance? Leave that up to you guys. 
Let's see what Michael says here. He's right here, guys. It's because the UN makes it not a date. There you go, guys. It's oh, a, okay. It's a distance. To where? It's <laughs> a question. Well, they've got that all figured out. They got it all figured out. And BC thinks 1347 is a code. Oh, no, not a cipher, BC, please. <laughs> we don't do well with those. <laughs> don't forget the write-in hat. It's the last hat giveaway free. If anybody wants one, it's $30 plus shipping. Around the USA, shipping's about between 5 and $8. In Canada, of course, it's about $14.10 for shipping to uh, Canada. All right, where was I, Judy? <laughs> I think we, we were still talking about the 1,347. Okay. Go to dot to dot, guys, and to O'Connor Research on YouTube, and you will be filled in, I promise. Oh, yeah, in detail. And this is where she's ex explaining this uh, crown, shoulders, body at the bottom, mermaid type of deal. There was an insignia or their family crest that I never saw. That's how my brain works. But she's a Templar professional, so she would see this stuff now in 2022. Right. I have seen their crest before, but I certainly didn't understand what that was now to me when i first look at it it reminds me of a vase it don't remind me of a a fish <laughs> it don't remind me of a mermaid it reminds me of a vase you know yes uh, i wouldn't have the imagination to to get that good for gretchen you know, and uh you know a vase sitting on a pedestal you know, you see the top part and then the vase on the bottom, like a big wine vase. You know what I mean? Right, yes. The top part, I'm not sure, on top of the knob. She says that's sort of a crown, but I don't know. I don't see it. But then uh, my, my brain is burnt. Daniel, I got it on. This is the, this is the image right here, right? Let me see. And that's it, Daniel. What do you need? He says yes. That's it. So, Daniel, you do see the crest there then, too. Well, then I'm not a historian or a real Templar, deep in thought Templar. So this is just an average guy looking at a picture. You guys that are well-knowledged in the Templar historical facts, 
see things that us regular people have no idea. You know, Judy? You got her, John. I'm one of them. Oh. Uh, Daniel wants to know, is this posted in the group? It is, isn't it? I have no idea. I do so many postings. I'm pretty sure it's there. Well, obviously it'll be posted uh, tonight, video-wise. And then all these screenshots that I do yesterday, pre-show, post-show, and today, I post all the screenshots, Daniel, later on. You know that, Judy. Right, yes. Yeah, so they'll be there. Sometimes there's 100 of them. Sometimes there's 150 of them. So all the screenshots will be there that I'm using that you see will be in the group. Okay, Daniel wants to compare it with the other figures with crowns. Okay, good deal, Daniel. So this is when they were outlining it. And I think, Judy, I started leaving the closed captioning because it's actually what the people are saying. You know what I mean? Right, it is. Yeah, it does help, doesn't it? So it's like, okay, nobody's copied me yet, but I'm just waiting for the first copycat to do what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That probably will happen. Yep, but I, I like it. You guys like it with the closed caption in there? I can't get the bar out, the loading bar, and I can't get the volume and the arrows on the bottom out. I've been trying to figure that out to get the loading bar out and that bottom player knobs out, but I can't do it. Well, I think it's fine the way you got it. Okay. There's another closer picture, Daniel. These will all be posted. And I'll post one without the uh, closed caption on the bottom so you get the whole picture. You know what I mean, Daniel? If I recall, no legs were shown with the crown figures. On any crown figures. Okay, well, we've got to take a, have to take a look. And this is where she's getting this family crest of the French nobles. And I have no idea what I'm looking at. You got it, Daniel. Then we're back to the island. They found that little brooch, uh, Judy. We found a little jewelry. We found a bobbly, bobbly dazzler. <laughs> he does get excited. I love it. They were signed by, we're back in Europe. That was a fast trip. I think this guy, Paul, is gonna really help us out. And Judy, other Judy says, I wanna desperately scrub and clean that to see better what it is. <laughs> 
true, Judy. <laughs> Next week, I think we get to see it. Yeah. And what I looked on here, you see the uh, signature here in red, right, guys? Yes. Now, look up to the left there. You'll see a date. 1746. Right. Now, in my brain, if that was written 1346, look at the four, look at the six, look at the one. Now, think back to the brick, how that was printed out. Yes, you're right. Very different. What was the date on the brick again? Uh, 1347, I think. All right, we got the one, then we got the four. Looks nothing like the carved out numerals on the brick. Not saying he did it, but just saying how they used to write numerals. Right. I think you're right about that. I mean, everybody writes different. Everybody, I guess, chisels different into, into stone. But I just put it out there. And here's our main man that's going to find out when they tortured this poor soul what the heck he was doing in Nova Scotia and where the treasure is. Go for it, Paul. Go for it. For sure. He's the man. Just some writing here. That they think he visited Oak Island nine months earlier. To do what? To bury what? Well... Our friend Doug, the castmaster, wrote that ship's log and wrote it, wrote it and saw it and told us on the show to bury your treasure. If you guys remember when he was reading in the war room, Judy. Yes, I remember it clearly. They were there. They did something. Yep, there's their seal. Daniel says something may have been moved from Lewisburg. Before they got raided, they had to get their money out of there. Right. Put it someplace. I hear you, BC. And Ray Ray, in the 1300s, they wrote in Latin as far as words and as far as numbers, 1346 would be MCCCXLV11. That's a lot of chiseling on a small brick, Ray. Sure is. Well, I understand what you're saying. Like Roman numerals. Why would they print out 1346? But uh, I'm just me and I just stick it out there. I don't know. This is the things they all found down there as far as the French. And the British, that it was an encampment there on Oak Island, amongst other things. And this is the jewel they got on all their equipment and the uh, with Laird looking before they clean it up. What the heck it is? Sapphire, a jewel, or whatever. And that's what I got on that. So I thought it was very good. I just loved the, at the archive uh, over the pond, Judy. Me too, John. I, that, that made the whole show interesting. It brought the Templars back into it again. And 
That makes me happy. Yep. Now let's look at this uh, thing again. When uh, Marty and uh, Charles and Alex were uh, in the war room via remote. Ready, guys? When you got about yeah. three or four more pictures, then we'll call it a night. This is when uh, Rick said it sort of looks like a fish. And I'm still trying to find out what this thing looks like, but I guess you guys are really leaning heavy on it as a family crest. You know, the fish is pointed on the bottom of the map. And there's the full picture, uh, Daniel. Before they turn it sideways, No, Oscar, I don't think it's a scam at all. They wouldn't have a TV show, and uh, Rick wouldn't even go on any farther if he didn't believe. And I put my trust in him. What do you guys think? I agree. I don't think the Laginas and testers would do that at all. No, they're too professional. Think, yeah, and honest people. And Daniel, there it is sideways. But if you're going to carve a fish in the side of a wall under a hundred candles, it would be drawn as such. You know what I mean? It would, it would be a fish. It would look like a fish sideways. Not that we have to turn this image around sideways. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, John. The top part of it, though, is, is a female image. And the fish is just the bottom part. Mm. Yep. And uh, uh, Michael from Dot to Dot did just say that um, uh, Melusine, it is Melusine, the goddess Melusine. Okay. Okay, Ray Ray. Thank you for coming in. Hope you enjoyed our little podcast there. And there's where he's trying to think of what the fish is. On the map she showed in 2016. Unbelievable, guys. Unbelievable. Alrighty. Well, we're going to give away our last Black Quest of Oak Island baseball cap the rest are all gray good luck to everybody just type in hat if you won one already that i have a list for we'll just redraw judy okay because i'm done good luck everybody because i'm done uh, trying to finish all different kinds of words we tried that judy Looks like a chalice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, John Foster. New people, Judy, new people. That's great. I've noticed some new names lately, and that's always good. And I hope they subscribe. 
I hope they like the channel. Hit that YouTube like button. Hit that subscribe button. It's all free. I thank you so much for your support. All right, Judy, let's uh, draw this hat. Then you'll say your goodbyes, and I'll say my goodbyes, and that'll be it till next week, next Tuesday pre-show at 7 o'clock. All righty. Sounds good. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah, Kathy's just going to uh, sign off now. So she says, Thanksgiving to all. Okay. Let's get this. Good night, Kathy. Yep, good night. All right, everybody put in hat. This is the last free hat. Not until next year. I hope we get a season 11, but I'm not sure. Here we go, Judy. All righty, John. Three, two, one, zero. Judy House Neal is the winner. Oh, congratulations, Judy. I like that name. Yep, either. Send me an email at thequestofoakisland at aol.com or send me a PM on Facebook through our Quest of Oak Island Facebook group and I'll send that hat out to you as soon as possible. Obviously, there's no mail tomorrow, but if you send me your address today, tomorrow, I'll be at my parents, I'll be back Friday. Supposedly, I'll mail it right out to you either Friday or Saturday. Good deal. Good deal. Very good deal. It is. All right, Judy, if you want to say your goodbyes, then I'll say my spiel, and we'll call it a night. All righty. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being with us. And thank you for your encouragement. You guys just keep it coming, and I love it for you, uh, from you, coming from you. Um, anyway, have a good week. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday night. And in the meantime, guys, stay safe, please. Good night, John. Okay, Judy, I'll be talking to you. Thank you so much. Your, uh, your uh, synopsis will be printed out uh, very shortly on the group. I thank you so much. All righty. Good night, all. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. We do this every Wednesday until the show is over. The podcast, Judy, will be with me. Tuesday pre-show, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Post-show, 10.15, I'll alternate weeks. Be on live, Facebook, YouTube one week, and on Discord that we talk to each other on another week. But remember, members, what do I say? Always go forward. You may get a setback in your life, but just believe in yourself. You believe in your dreams no matter how old you are. For tomorrow's never given. Never. With this crazy world we live in. The world needs a ton of prayers. Per minute. Unbelievable. During this holiday season. I want to have all of you have a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. So you be kind. You keep smiling. Be with your family if you can. And stay strong, you stay positive, 
and you stay safe. Thank you for joining me and Judy tonight. We'll see Judy next Wednesday night on the podcast. You'll see me Tuesday or earlier if something pops up. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you. Take care. And bye-bye.